What's up, guys? It is Stu. It is What the Fuck Gym Talk, and I've got some tactics for you, something tangible you guys can go running into the business with immediately after listening to the podcast. This is one of those. So I want to talk retail. Now, retail is kind of the one of the last things I work on with a micro gym owner, right? I want to make sure I have all the basics in. They understand their core values, their core focus. There's seven elements of primal branding. PT First is installed, retention, org chart, staff dev. All that stuff is in. And then we can focus on the retail. I think the retail is kind of a fun part, but I, I wanted to go over some kind of, you know, some things I think about with retail and, you know, maybe a few KPIs and things that you guys should be thinking of when it comes time to be focusing on retail for your business. Now, again, if you are sinking or you have shit going on, like you don't even have, you know, you're still working 60 hours a week in this thing, you don't have any staff, you don't have PT first, I wouldn't focus too long and hard on the retail. Right, most of you guys are. Most of you like. It's one of the questions I ask on my intake form before I do a biz dev call. You know, what percentage of your total monthly revenue is retail? And for most of you guys, it's like three percent, one percent. It's something very trivial. Some of you guys don't even know. You're just taking cash on the side. You never report it. You don't track it. You're just a fucking dumpster fire. You know, when it comes to your retail. So anyway, hopefully you get something from this. My first, my KPI, my main one. My goal is to get a micro gym to generate additional retail to the tune of 10% of the customer's EFT. Again, EFT stands for Electronic Funds Transfer. That is their recurring monthly subscription for your membership. So if your monthly recurring subscription for the membership for a customer was $200, my goal would be to get them to spend $20 a month in retail, right? 10% of their monthly membership, right? Now, $20 might seem like a lot, but I, any of you guys who really do the retail game and clients who you've really got bought into this with retail, you, you know how easy it is to get 20 extra dollars a month in retail. All right, so where do we get that from? Number one is gonna be food and beverage. These are our highest volume sellers. Uh, they generally just don't pack the biggest margins. All right, these are gonna be your fit age, your waters, your, you know, your food and beverage, right? Any kind of bars. Ideally, these are things that have a, a long shelf life so they can sit there on the shelves. And these are things that are gonna give immediate gratification. That's why they're gonna be highest volume. When you're hungry, you get a bar. You're no longer hungry. You're thirsty, you get a water or a fit aid. You're no longer thirsty. Now, the key with good retail, and I'm, I'm really looking forward, I got a video I'm gonna make for this, but for the podcast here, the key to good retail is to think of where you go when you buy food and beverage retail. So in Charlotte, we have Quick Trip, which is a, you know, a high-end gas station, I guess you'd call it, like in, in Ohio, but you know, back home, it's called Sheets. These are just like gas stations that are like, kind of like the, the Ritz of gas stations. They're just huge, really clean, nice. You know, you're not finding crack pipes on the fucking floor. They're just really nice fucking gas stations. Anyway, you look at their retail game, and the reason they do so well is because they have so much variety. When it comes to retail, even in a micro gym, I recommend you offer everything. Every gym owner is looking for like, oh no, that bar didn't sell, what bar sells? Like, no, that's the thing. You need to have them all. And they have a long enough shelf life that they should last for a while. But here's the thing about things that don't sell, and this is, it blows me away, people who don't understand retail. Retail that doesn't sell itself, sells other retail. All right, indulge me for a second. You carry four different bars. Somebody comes up and like, hey, I want to try one. What do you think of that one? Oh, it's pretty good. You should give it a try. Boom, they eat it. Like, eh, it wasn't that great. 
Next time they come up and they're hungry again, they know what they're not buying. That first bar that they tried. That bar has no longer, it didn't taste good. It is not going to sell itself anymore. It will sell that customer into trying one of the other options. It, there's not a scenario, you know, a, a practical one where someone tries a bar and goes, oh, this was horrible. I'm never buying anything from here ever, ever again. Right? Like you hear people do that with restaurants. Like, oh my God, that was the worst meal ever. I'm never going to eat anything from there ever, ever again. With restaurants, you hear it because we blame the experience on the waiter and the cooks in the back and the establishment. The establishment made all of those. Your customers know you didn't make that fucking bar. You just have it for sale and they just didn't like that flavor. Bars and beverages that don't sell themselves because the customer tried it and didn't like it will sell additional ones if you have it. That's why you guys are like, yeah, I've got Fit A, but it just doesn't sell anything. Uh, it doesn't really sell a lot. Like, it's not doing great. I'm like, oh, cool. What other flavor, What other options do you have? Do you have Bang? Do you have coconut water? Do you have you know Smart Water? Do you have you know, Gatorade? And like, no, I just don't have anything else. I'm like, that's why fuckface because they've got one option. Right? Someone tried, you know, your customers might have tried the fit and they did not like it, but you didn't have anything else to be sold now out of, you know, by, you know, by the equation that I didn't like this, but I'm still thirsty. What other things do you have to try? So food and beverage have lots and lots of options. Now, if you're one of these fucking makeshift bullshit fucking run gyms where you're just going to take things and not write them down and not charge yourself and like your mem- your coaches just take stuff and you never create a profit on it, then like, you know, get your fucking shit together and run an actual business, but have a lot of options. I promise you the more options you have, the more purchasing you will find, okay, from your customers. All right. With your food and beverage, make sure you're advertising it on your Instagram stories. Coaches are talking about it, this, that, and the other thing. Make sure you put it out there. It is not going to sell itself. Number two is going to be apparel and accessories. Let's talk apparel first. Apparel is something you have got to be doing very frequently. It needs to be happening every single quarter at a D minus minimum. Every quarter at a minimum. If you guys ever, if you get into fashion and you start looking at, you know, people who make and put out gear, you look at the Sotos and the Lulus and the Laura Janes and all that other shit, you're going to see that they put out their fall lineup towards the end of summer. I'm sorry, towards the beginning of summer. They're going to put out their winter lineup towards the beginning of fall. They always put out a season ahead of time so that people can have time to plan the next season's apparel. So many of you guys like are like, oh, I want to get hoodies for December. And then like November 10th, you start like going back and forth with your manufacturer and the printing guy and the art design guy. And it takes six weeks to get the final shit done, to get the pre-orders in, to do all of that. And fuck, before you know it, it's December 20th and everyone's on fucking Christmas break and you didn't sell a goddamn hoodie. Like it just, you, it takes so long. It takes companies that do this professionally a long time. That's why they do this a season in advance, let alone a bunch of us micro gym owners. And we don't know dick about retail and apparel creation and, you know, fashion. Get on it a season ahead of time. The other thing about apparel, and I think uh, Jason Kalipa's NC Fit and Rogue Fitness do a beautiful job at this. Keep it simple, stupid. They have a signature shirt, a signature logo. We all know the Rogue Fitness. You can picture it. And it just comes in a gazillion different colors. We all have that one shirt, we like that kind of shirt we love. Like one of my Lululemon shirts, I have one in every fucking color. It's just my favorite shirt, right? The five-year basic tee. If you know, you shop at Lulu, you know what I'm talking about. That shirt is my fucking jam. I have one in every color. 
Do that with your apparel. Find the, 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 the style of shirt that sells the best and then just every quarter come up with different colors of it, different colors, same exact design. Quit trying to get so sexy with design. It doesn't have to be like, no one's looking at you to be the leading edge of fit or fashion in your market, right? Find something that works multiple, multiple different colors. In the fall, maybe do bowl, you know, men's three quarter you know, length baseball tees, you know, tank tops in the summer, you guys fucking get it, okay? And no, I don't have recommendations for you for who to use. I use a local company, like just you're gonna have to test and try or go to an, you know, a fucking forum online. There's a gazillion different you know, opinions out there. Just find something you like and fucking create a relationship and stick with them. Accessories. For those of you that are CrossFit gyms, AliExpress.com, that's the express version of Alibaba, you know, getting it from China. And you can go in there and get very uh, quality jump ropes, like speed jump ropes, jump ropes that look exactly like RX jump ropes for eight to $15 a piece, sell them for 40. There are huge margins with no minimums available on AliExpress.com. I'm talking foam rollers, ab mats. Again, all this shit that we're getting made from China anyway, you can go buy at no minimums and you can then sell to your members. Could you not package up a foam roller? an ab mat and a jump rope and sell it as a travel you know, workout package and have that for sale in your retail to your members who frequent hotels and travel for work and things like that. So again, guys, here are just a couple thoughts on retail, kind of how I think of it. I highly recommend, again, aiming for that 10% of the EFT. Think about kind of the things I was talking about here as far as food and beverage, apparel, and accessories. You know, for CrossFit gyms, the accessories are everything. Your gym members are walking in with $200, $300 plus of accessories in their gym bags, and you're not capitalizing on any of it. And if you guys think about it, if some of you guys took your numbers and did that 10%, you'd be like, holy fuck. Like, there are plenty of gyms. Like, gyms should be, there's many gyms that should be doing $2,000 or more a month in retail. And I know that seems insane, but it's really not. You're just putting no fucking effort into it. Hope this helps. Hit me up. Let me know how it goes. Talk to you later.